Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Bam, we're on. Um, let's. Oh, look at us. Steve Foster is bringing in the Boiling Point Brew, i.e., the Hemingway Vili Greytail. Uh, and Monica just took a taste. So, Monica, um, you have to speak directly into the microphone. What is your thoughts of this brilliant new brew? So good. That's not my voice. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to your voice, Monica? Hi, I am Monica. You transformed me. Okay, you guys talk right in. Like okay. this is what Greg will say. Talk right okay. into the microphone. What's your thoughts? What's your thoughts, buddy? Uh, I haven't tasted it out of the foam cup yet, but I had a quick question about it. Who was the brewer? Like who suggested this yesterday? Okay, well, who's the winner? Okay, so for, oh, the, the name, the winner of the name? No, yeah. We're Monica's concerned about the design of our booth. <laughs> Monica's redesigning this be an our hour booth. Of this. Okay, well, we're probably around. never even going to be able to talk, uh, but it's okay. We're actually well into this. So, okay, well, quick answer. Well. Quick answer for you, Steve, is... And feel free to keep, keep rearranging Quick your answer for you? Oh, to the, his question. The quick oh, okay. answer to your question is <laughs> all of the survey results came in from the 190,000 um, inputs and uh, contributors to what we would taste like as a beer. I was, I was impressed, too, with those type of numbers. Um, Huge. And we came... Um, there's a couple of things. Uh, there's a little bit of bitterness, a little sweet, little, uh, little local, bold, um, uh, punchy. Uh, no, uh, nutty, nutty, citrusy, fruity, fruity. I like that one too. Um, so yeah. So and then anyway, the name that got chosen was the Hemingsway Vili Great Ale. What do you think? That wasn't my okay, question. Sl- that sl- wasn't my question. <laughs> that, one, that wasn't that, was, that wasn't the question. Like, who suggested that? The idea oh, of a beer. Brent Mason. Brent Mason. Oh, okay. He won, he won the got name it. part. Go, go. But the, uh, everybody in the the well the hundred ninety thousand submissions uh, actually it was a survey and there was a graph there was a Gantt chart even. Wow. Um, anyway. Well, thank welcome, you for having us today. All welcome right, to the podcast. Later. See you later, guys. <laughs> Monica and Steve. Monica Adair. Steve Cop, uh, also known as Stonica from the Acre. An acre, an acre of cool, um, as we mentioned last week. Uh, welcome, welcome to the boiling point. Uh, and yeah, it, it, you're, you. you're in our Thank you're you in our booth. Us. You're in the booth that we're not allowed talking about. Yeah, welcome, and, and you guys don't want to talk about the booth, I know, but you are impressed with the design. We're just getting started here. We're going to talk about storied <laughs> architecture a bit today, so we'll talk about the booth as an example. Okay, okay. Done. Well, listen, we're going to pass it over to you. I want, I'd love to well, get like, an like yeah, an intro. Yeah, like for how would how would you introduce yourselves? Tell us a little how bit about you, you guys. If you were on the podcast, how would you introduce yourselves? And get right to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> If you were on a podcast, I mean, like we are right now. Exactly. Okay. Go. Well, obviously, this is what would happen, is that I would start talking, and I wouldn't have thought that Steve's going to be thinking at this time. Monica's <laughs> just going to keep talking. Steve's drinking, until... actually. He has a... <laughs> he's not thinking. He's, he's drinking. <laughs> and he'll come up with a quality answer, and I will just be a filler. So that reflects Stephen and Monica. Beautiful. I Stop love it. A little it. bit. So. Well, well while, you, while you're thinking, while you're thinking, um, I can say that they're award-winning architects who do amazing design uh, around the world. Um, we're lucky to have them in New Brunswick. And 
Um, they are, you know, a real power couple here. And you know what? I love the picture that you, this one picture where you got the fur on, and you know, right. like it's just a great picture. That's and it a Mark just Hemmings. is it? Is it? it, it oh, it's, it's a Mark brother, Hemmings original. Okay. And then, and I recently visited you in. I know you guys are processing, and we're you know going to go back to that earlier question. But in your new uh, space, and to me. Um, I thought, you know, if I was a client not knowing you walking into this space, what would it tell me? And it just told me a whole bunch about what you guys do because it's just such a great space. So maybe maybe while you're processing who you are and how you're going to describe yourselves, tell us about where you are currently and just kind of, because I think there's these really unique St. John, New Brunswick characteristics that kind of show up in, in this space. Would that be fair? Also, as you're doing that, think about how you're feeling spiritually. And we're, we're stacking questions. So then you can answer anything. <laughs> So if we ask you enough questions, you can answer anything and it'll well, be perfect. I really appreciate that because I think that's we really need warm-ups. Stephen and I, once we're warmed up, we love, we, we're not going to get out of this booth, just so you know. But we really appreciate that. And I think that's one of the things we've always loved about you and Vision is the ability to kind of think about uh, how do you start a conversation when to get into a kind of a focus when you're, anything is possible. Like right now you have an audience or a voice now, what do you say? So you want to make it matter, right? Mm-hmm. So it's hard to start with mm-hmm. something to say. Steve, how's the beer? <laughs> well, I, I was going to say thanks for having us as well. Um, and not counting us as one of the 100 most interesting people in St. John. <laughs> you are the 105th. <laughs> 105th, yeah. Oh, but we, yeah, we're uh, obviously an architecture practice, and we're occupying the third floor of a really beautiful building on Canterbury Street. Mm-hmm. So it's an old uh, uh, box factory, right? And we're on it's an, actually a really amazing studio space to have. We're really lucky to to be able to create in that space and beautiful natural light coming in. Maybe the opposite of this this room, <laughs> this studio. No, this is no. But guys, don't forget the original bowling point VO booth is right there. You guys have to go into it. You're and so realize happy. Just be happy no that we're not. There. I love this space actually. I'm, be, so I'm just be, giving it. Be it happy that we're not in that other booth right now. This um, was Jenica Clausen's jewelry. That's right. Studio. I remember Jenica used to make jewelry right here. That's so, true. well, so tell us a little bit about you know who who works with Acre. Like who are your clients? Who do you you know what what cool works do you have? Um, how do people okay learn about you? All that kind of stuff. So we are Acre Architects. And we have a practice of storied architecture. And storied architecture is about inspiring people to live great stories. And I think today it's kind of interesting that we're in a, in a booth with both Hemi's house and vision, let's say. And we, in a way, are a cross between things that you both do. Mm-hmm. So if Greg is a storyteller and telling stories and, cr- and bringing to life stories that need to be shared... And you're about bringing potential and, and awareness to how great we can be as individuals. I think in between, we're kind of the creative design process to execute that. So if you want to live an, an incredible story, if you want to create your own myth, we believe that's a design problem. And that's something about crafting and designing the life you want to live. So it's not always about bricks and mortar. It's about really inspiring people to believe they can live better. I've got a, a quick interjection before Steve goes. Myth. Um, perhaps it's something we'll talk about in a few minutes, but I am really interested in that creating a myth. And why is that important? And why do so many of us want to do that? And is it a selfish pursuit or is it is it spiritual survival? 
is it legacy? Is it uh, is it truly the 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 way we preserve our species in future generations? I think you nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> this is an interview with and Stephen thank- and Monica. Or just okay. Monica. <laughs> okay, Stephen, over to you, Steve. No, no. What do you? What do you got? No, no, please. And Go and uh, and kiss the mic when you talk. All right. Yeah, I got a cold, so it's probably a little hard to hear me. Um, we, always- I see. We're, we're seeing. We're seeing the creative process yeah. in place right now. We've always been interested in myth, and and you know, one thing Monica and I always talk about is you. We everyone always only lives once, obviously, and. So you have one life to live, and what what it, what's it going to be about, right? So, crafting your own story, crafting your own life, designing your life that goes from the way you want your uh, to interact with your kids to the way you wake up in the morning, mm. entertaining um, your your um, vision of what you want to do as a couple, as a business, anything like that. So, so the myth the myth part of it, you know, some people when they hear the word myth, they think you know something that's not true, not kind of myth. But um, thinking back to Joseph Campbell had a, a book a while back called uh, The Power of Myth. I remember reading that, uh, it must have been 20 years ago, and, and being quite inspired by it. And it's just a bit about having a greater purpose in a way and connecting to, you know, you know, his was a lot about the universe and connecting to nature as well and to connecting something bigger into your life, right? So that's different for every person. Mm-hmm. And we try to, you know, through what we would steal is a coaching method and a storytelling method, um, craft that into people's lives. I was just going to, I was, I'm, I'm glad you brought that whole idea of coaching up because I, as I learn more about how you engage your clients, to me, it's really, you know, I would call it coaching, right? And, um, and maybe like just for the listeners that wouldn't be as familiar with what you do, but can you give us like a, an example of you know maybe it was a family or or, or a, a business owner or someone that you help you know kind of them live a, a you know like like bring out that story about their life or um, you know just just to just to use kind of a more concrete example do you know what I mean because you got a sure, bunch of them sure I think um, one of the the greatest compliments we received you know in the past year is we had a we finished a small renovation and the couple said we get along better as a couple now wow. And uh, these uh, these results not guaranteed, but uh, but uh, the the idea of what was missing in their life before or what wasn't working, I don't think was their relationship. Were just little things that were getting in the way, and it was really the the mundane interfering with the potential of exalting yourself to the kind of greatest being you can be with your partner. So it could have been the fact that they were tripping over themselves in the kitchen. You can't get around without opening a drawer. That their first thing that they saw was their their things all over their room. That it wasn't a really great experience. This was a simple exercise of redesign, where beauty is always part of it, but a really functional redesign that that made people use their life in ways that mattered instead of uh, focusing on just eliminating a thousand obstacles. A day, so I'd say that that in that was really great. We've we've heard people had the best sex in their life in their house too. So those are all exciting. So things. Now that, that <laughs> now that is a good thing to talk about because I mean, think of the customers that you can get as a result of that. I would just like to but say the results I, are not guaranteed. Monica, well, those ones can. As yeah, an added value that. to that, um, anytime your clients want to increase that part of their design life, 
Um, you can tell them that I can play Ableton Live uh, in the corner. I can, I can, I can create. <laughs> you were supposed to do that for the delivering of, of the baby. Of the baby. But I he was felt guilty. Show up at the hospital. I felt guilty that the wedding video wasn't edited yet, and I was like, he maybe. Was probably working on that. I was yeah. working on the edit wedding. Video. Oh, there's a whole bunch of stories here. Well, oh, this is great. What, talk about a design problem uh, as well. For you know, this is so interesting. This is a, a serious but laughable thing. Um, I totally relate to walking into a house, our my house. Big, spacious house, lots of storage and stuff, but probably not storage in the right places because there's stuff all over the floor all the time. And, it, you know, it's kids. They throw stuff, but that's a design issue. Now, things like wedding videos, like your wedding video eight years ago. I haven't finished it yet. Sorry about that, guys. That's a design problem because those who love, 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 love life, love friends, love doing things, there's a design problem in saying yes to everything Single, single, every single thing, every single thing. So, so this is, this goes wider than architecture, the design concept. Like, how do you design your life mm-hmm. so you don't trip over your the things that you know you probably can't do, but you try to cram in anyway? And like, there's a yeah. wedding is something you crammed in. No, your wedding oh, was something very it hasn't important. Hasn't even made it to the cram. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree, and it's not really about. We were giving examples of bricks and mortar there because we are architects, but yeah. we rarely tackle problems on the idea of what is the physical solution. It, it is about what you're saying, the ideas, the things that we commit to, the things that we say yes to, the idea of building more storage for a home when we have so many things rather than rethinking the things that we have. So there's a there's a lot of rethinking the way we live when we want to design uh, the story we want to live. And we have a fluid process, I think, and it, it can always be different, but we do analyze, I, I wouldn't say scientifically, but everyone's life or business at the beginning. But, you know, we, we also tilt over to the artistic side, right? It's not just about analyzing and then there's no perfect answer for each, you know, the, the kids junk on the floor or bumping into each other. There's an infinite amount of ways to tackle that and then couple that with sort of crafting a, a story or myth along there. So we like to think of it as analyzing and transforming. So in between there is sort of the hmm. part of the artistic license that, you know, hmm. we're trying to create something different, not settle for mediocre as well, right? You can come up with a functional but boring solution, but why would we do that? So so I, I'm just curious about, you know, something else. Like I, for the people that aren't as um, kind of knowledgeable about design, that sort of thing, I, uh, like me, um, you know, but the one thing I can tell you is that I walk into certain spaces and I feel something. Like I might feel like just, um, you know, energized. I just might feel free. You know what I mean? Like all these, these, these things. And I, I and it was probably about a decade ago I started. And I think it was a what book was it? It was a book by Dan Pink, and he just talked about design and how the importance of design. That I started recognizing. Oh, there's a reason I'm feeling this way. You know, and and um, but. You know, not everyone maybe appreciates it or understands it. So, 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 is part of your job to help you know people kind of embrace that and understand that that you know their space can look different and and you know like because I'm thinking there's a whole bunch of people that wouldn't appreciate it that would you know you'd even bother there. But like, how do people how do people come to appreciate it? Is it do they just know it somehow or you know what I mean? That's that's a great question. I mean, I, I really like that you feel those spaces. I think that's something that's really hard to quantify in terms of a space being successful because of the feeling. Like we always joke in our business group that we measure our KPI in terms of heartbeats. <laughs> like that's really where we we really feel like that is where we know we're doing something right. 
But how do you share that or teach people about what is a quality space? I really think that often people are the evidence of it. So we see how communities start to use spaces. We see we start to see benefits in terms of as simple as uh, better office retention. So you could have happier employees. You could have less sick days because mm-hmm. of great spaces. Mm-hmm. You could have the very idea of where do people want to congregate and what's the first place that comes to mind. When you want to do a photo shoot, where do you want to go? When you have something that you want to tell somebody that's something that you really want to share that's really important over a meal, where are you going to take them? All of those start to become hmm. factors in design. Less about, I love this this wall or this light or this, you know, it really is about crafting atmosphere, energy, life, you know, the, the idea of being together. And it, there's a lot that goes into design as well that's beyond, you know, color pops and, and materials and things that you can point to and say, oh, that's design, right? So proportions, <laughs> light, um, all those things that are that were sound were building into a thought along the way. So even urban on you know getting from interiors right to urban. If you've ever been to New York, walked around um, the financial district like Wall Street, it feels sort of uncomfortable, right? So the streets are narrower, the buildings maybe one story taller than the uh, not of Midtown or something. But there's an uncomfortable feeling. It's a little dark because the of the narrow streets. Compare that to you know maybe more of the Soho, right? almost the same height of buildings, but a little wider, a little more spread out, light gets in there. So there's all these slight things going on that... like Subtle, but they're... But, they're but really, powerful, yeah. right? So it, it, the businesses ended up, you know, uh, being successful on the ground floor around the Soho, not... It's really hard to open a restaurant on Wall Street, even those thousands of people there. It just, huh. it's not quite feeling it. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's about atmosphere. That's what we're trying to create. Right. If we can, if we can craft that, we're building with light and... and it, it's powerful. You don't even have to see it. It could be, architecture could be invisible and we'd still be happy with it. It doesn't have to be showy and flashy to to create that. And then you think about our, I'm going to use Greg as an example. We went to a cottage recently together and and immediately it resonated with him. And, and we could see some of the reasons that it resonates are really tied to nostalgia and sentimentalism, which are not are great things. But Greg is a there's a man who loves to go skiing. He loves cottages. So so many of your memories are formed in different spaces. So when we get those visual cues and start to to connect us to those, we're brought back to the happiest times in our life. Mm. So those things. Or even the the idea of where do we go when we want to be happy. Mm-hmm. So we start to build those spaces. So we can, so those are really important parts of who we are. So memory, memory is such an incredible part of of design. And how do you teach? I don't know if you have to teach it. I think it's hard to teach people the value of it when they take it for granted. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when we walk around the streets and we don't have to think, are we tripping or not? Because there's all the code has been set so that we don't have to go through a high step that we might actually trip, we walk invisibly. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing. And then you go out into the forest and then you have to kind of think about mm-hmm. how you take each step mm. and be much more mindful. But the things that we take for granted you know, are designed all around us. It's almost when they don't work that we start to highlight design. When they work seamlessly, then we're living great. Right. I was thinking. Well, and you know, the other part about memory, I was like, and I hate to do this if my mom's listening because she'll kill me. But I, like, we we grew up in a house that was a little cluttered. Let's just put it that way. You know what I mean? And um, and uh-huh. I, yeah. I know. 
And and what I find is, and and you know, is that is that I just feel almost oppressed by clutter. You know what I mean? Like I just and I and I have somehow married this amazing woman who is the exact opposite around clutter, right? Um, Don't even think about it, Steve. So so so, but sometimes those memories of places, and I loved our own homes. I love going back, but I do feel like it's just there's just lots of stuff. It's just a busier. They have a busier kind of way of living than women. Well, maybe maybe yeah. Yeah. I was thinking my them being my parents. but so so that just how memory kind of plays a little bit, um, you know. In terms of the business, you guys doing like you guys have been um, a lot of people. You've been recognized by a lot of you know in a lot of different ways, right? Um, what is something that that you're kind of most proud of, you know? And I'm thinking of um, you know as as it relates to your your you know your trade. Well, you touched on a lot of interesting things. I'm just gonna go back to the the question of clutter and, and, you know, to be able to, it's interesting. Sorry, to Mom. It, No, no, no. I lo- I mean, I, you're, I'm trying my best to organize my life. <laughs> we but, do have closets. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, it's go. chairs, right? I like, I love to put stuff on chairs. I'm a piler, but I learned when I did my profile of my personality, that one of the things that came up, it said, you organize in piles and that it's part of who I am. Like, so, wow. so I'm embracing it's that. DNA. Yeah. It's DNA. But it's interesting when we start to become aware of the the things that we need and the, that life's not just set up like that, that you actually have to design that, mm-hmm. that if you can, if, so we did, we did a recent renovation of our bedroom, our bedroom closet because we wanted to improve our morning routine. It was just that we needed a better, that had to start and going to sleep earlier wasn't going to do it. We just had to be able to remove <laughs> obstacles. And then it's about, it is, it is about coaching that performance. You know, some, it's easy when you want to lose weight, then you eat better, but it's not so easy when they're not so visible of what they are. So it helps to have someone else kind of looking at that. Uh, what are we most proud of? Well, it was, I mean, I'm just thinking about small projects in St. John. Um, one that we recently completed was Port City Royal, and we've had lunch there. Yes, it's yeah, awesome, it's fantastic with Jacob Lutz, the chef, and we helped Jacob search for a building around St. John, and uh, you know did a, a couple analysis, um, I guess reports you could say on different projects, and and then thought how they would relate to his food, the sort of ambiance, culture he wanted to create, and you know together as a team settled on that one. And it was a difficult project, right? It's not a huge budget as a startup. And for him to win uh, the en routes or come in second in, in the and what is in that the top for, 10. For, for people that don't know that, what would that it's be? It's the top new top 10 new restaurants in Canada. En route. En route. Air Canada. Air Canada, right? Magazine. Yeah. So that was pretty satisfying. You know, obviously, we're not taking the credit for that. It's the restaurant. But to be part of that swing from... Seeing that building before the disaster it was in on that lower level to reading that on Air Canada flying to Toronto was pretty special. The the power of ideas, right? Yeah. Um, in, including Jacob's food ideas and culture that he's created uh, or they have created. It's pretty. That is pretty satisfying. That's a great example. So even kind of going more into that story because I think it ties into storied architectures. We helped to work on the what the name of the restaurant was and to develop the logo with them. But part of when we were trying to look for what we, what he wanted it to be, we asked him, what does the menu represent? And he said, I want it to be my love letter to New Brunswick. 
And we said, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's, that's pretty inspiring. And so that is inspiring. Yeah. And, and, you know, those are the, you know, we, everyone says, What's the, what project do you want to design? We were like, we don't care what the project is. We want great clients. We want great thinkers. And that's beautiful. And so we, when we started to look at it, we looked at the, the if, you have, if you've ever seen the logo, it's a, it's a crown salmon. And you'll see that on the coat of arms of New Brunswick, on the top of the coat of arms. And the coat of arms, as you know, has the motto, Spem Reduxit, which is hope restored. Everybody knows that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, we're, we're shaking our heads like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but, <laughs> I'm, I'm Googling. <laughs> For but, New Brunswick? Yeah. So that coat of, but, but the, what was important to us there, when he said it was his love letter to New Brunswick, what we loved is that it's not going to be we're not, it's not, the, it's the chicken or the egg conversation. Is St. John going to be great when everybody comes in or is it in every moment that someone invests that we actually create greatness? So here we have entrepreneurs like Jacob who have decided to come to New Brunswick, have devoted their craft and their love to the city and in turn have turned, have turned the tide, right? So that is where we see the hope restored through these single elements. So there's no golden ticket. There's no silver bullet. There's just individual craft and investment. And I think the, uh, what you were saying about being part of that, not taking, claiming credit, but I think you should claim credit, but not all the credit. And I think about this all the time about us. When we make films that we have seen measurable impact happen, and I always reference the Sistema movement or Code Kids turning into brilliant labs, these are projects that without the film there's a good chance the projects may not have happened. We're not saying Sistema exists because of us, but we are proud to say we were part, we built a tool to help, to help them make their reality impactful, or you know, their dream impactful and a reality. And I think that's really neat. And the more people that realize that, that we can all share each other's story in, in these little success sprouts that are coming up, the better. And I think that's something special we have in New Brunswick too. We have this weird cooperative competition here where we want to help each other, even if we're competitors in this province. I, sure. It's not another pro the places that I've been. Yeah. And we can capitalize on that. And I think that's, it's a whole community that's building Port City Royal. Oh, house, 100%, Acre. 100%. The chefs that were involved in it from the beginning and everybody on that team today. And it just keeps evolving. And likewise, I suppose they, they called the clients along the way really, uh, we exist because of them in that regard. The same, you know, flipping around. Like, and we're filming there last night. They're part of our, our, our CBC documentary. Like, it's, it, this is the type of ecosystem we have. You guys are a global architecture company, well, international. You work on both sides of the border and who knows where else. Um, you've chose, like many of us, the, the art of uh, the challenge of building a really cool, impactful business out of a small place like St. John, just like Jacob has, and Dave from away, and us. Like it's, but there's a whole bunch of us doing this. Right. And the people who listen to this podcast are not in St. John. We've got people from places like St. John all over North America listening. So with that, we are coming close to an end, but I would, unfortunately, but we can do a 2.0. I think so, yeah. It'd be good to give people some inspiration in other places that are not Toronto, Manhattan, Vancouver, but what you can do in cool places, small places. Okay. And over to you, Monica. Okay. <laughs> well, 
I'm, I've been using this a lot in some of the lectures that I've been talking about because we're in St. John, New Brunswick, the oldest incorporated city in Canada, and we exist on the fringe. You know, we're on the fringe socioeconomically, population-wise, geographically. geographically, and I think most importantly, we're outside of where convention tells us great things happen. And so we don't believe that's the case. And I go to a quote that I, that I like to share with people, and it's about Brian e it's a Brian Eno quote. And he said, people like to aim for the largest, biggest target and hit it right in the bullseye. But with everybody aiming there as well, it makes it very difficult to hit. I prefer to shoot my own arrow and paint the target around it. We make our niches where we finally reside. So I think for us, we believe that it doesn't matter where you are. It's about crafting the life you want to create. It's about believing you can live better and taking advantage of the one life that you have to live. Inspiring words. Inspiring words. Steve, last word from you. Well, and, and maybe what can I, because yeah. I literally, like people um, listening to this are going to want to learn more. So how do they learn more about you guys and kind of see some of the amazing work you've done and, and just get a better sense of who you are? Like what's the best, what, what do you suggest? Hmm. Well, we, we do... Ex go to the website, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> the website, of course, like everyone would say, we have to update it. Yeah. I have to update it. But what, um, and where's the URL? We also do... Uh, Oh, theacre.ca. 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 Come visit us. Right. Uh, no, you know, of course, we're on social media, and uh, we, we are starting to put out a printed journal. We do uh, have one big foot in the analog world and love print. And if you are in St. John, we do a, a morning lecture and I guess more workshop series called Morning Mess once in a while. So you just take a look for that. I got to come so back. That's a lot of fun. Morning Mess SJ. And we have anywhere from knot tying workshops to pop-up farmer's markets. So that's Morning Mess SJ. And that's an Acre Architects production. Love it. Bam. Well, listen, guys, and all like usually we've got time for takeaways and stuff. Uh, we've run out of time. This has to be a 2.0. We'll have yeah. to we we have to bring it back. We hardly even got into the storied architecture side. So we let's have you back. Not on film. On no, oh no, that just that's not the rules. That's not the design of this. Uh, it, it, so we're gonna say goodbye, but you you guys are gonna stay right where you are because the next guest um, we want you to welcome the next guest in. Oh, that's okay? a good idea. So Look at uh, that. thanks just on the fly. Thanks for joining <laughs> us on the volume point. Thanks uh, for having us. Our Thank dear you, guys. Friend, Stephen Monica Stonica from the Acre Acre.ca. <laughs> Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com. And on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.